Turn me up in my headphones. Absolutely not. Turn me up in my headphones. I will not. I wilt not. I wilt not. I not wilt. I Sam. I do not wilt because I am not a piece of lettuce. You're also not a plant. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Sam. Hello, and I'm Michelle, a plant. And we are a... That was wrong. I'm Sam. I'm Michelle. You, you could never be me. And I wouldn't want to be, because I clean my genitalia daily. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell wants to do that? You wish you didn't have to. This is called luxury, mama. Not giving a shit about things is called luxury. That's <laughs> actually true. It is. That is that is the luxury. That's what they call white privilege. That's not Often. white privilege. You can be disgusting no matter what your race is. I'm not talking is. about the specific situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just want to be defensive. You want to fight me. I thought you were talking. We were talking about my grossness. Mm-hmm. And then you switched it. That's I'm, It was based on what you had said. White guilt doesn't exist. <laughs> Not in your head because you don't give a shit. I going a, back I have intense white to guilt. the luxury that is not giving a shit. That, that's where this all came from. That not giving a shit is a luxury. And people often equate that mentality definition-wise to white privilege. White privilege. I have a lot of white guilt. Do you? Yeah. I'm always like... Spill it. Part of me wants to, whenever I'm around a black dude, which is not often because of where we live, but whenever I'm around a guy, I want to be like, hey, buddy, I'm cool. <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> Actually, I think you're probably better than me. <laughs> That's fair, right? <laughs> to just overcompensate with racism of another kind? I think just so. Just like I assume because you're black that you're better than me because I feel so guilty. I just assume everyone's better than me. I can't talk. That's why everyone's better than me, because I can't talk and we started a podcast. Terrible idea. People don't like you because you started a podcast? No one likes me because I started a podcast. Nobody knows I have a podcast. Do you talk about it very much? Not very often. Hmm. Hmm. Except to old Melarino. Melarino Bambino? Yeah, that motherfucker. Because I don't think he listens. But he might. I don't know. Keep shit close to the chest. Does Meloroni have pepperoni nipples? <laughs> uh, that was a nice, genuine laugh. <laughs> Probably. I don't remember what his nipples look like. One time he showed me his stomach at work because he was really sunburnt. And you could tell that he was sitting all day because it had these lines in it for where his uh, gut folded over on itself in yes. a couple places. So he just had like these tiger stripes across his gut that were perfectly white and then the rest was i'd say a burgundy color he burnt the shit wow, out of burgundy it was bad that's classy it was fucking bad if you're gonna burn your skin you burn <laughs> burgundy if you're gonna go go all the way uh, gross i haven't got a sunburn in a while not since last summer i think because i don't like the sun this year i'm i think i'm at the age now where if i'm going out to do something like that i'd be like we have to bring sunscreen michelle Slather me down. Can I slather you up instead of down? I guess if that's the way you got to do it. I'm not going to make you uh, slather any which way that you don't want to. Well, speaking of slather up or down, I've heard this discussion before, and I don't know what the true answer is. 
Is it a button up shirt or a button down shirt? Uh, I button down. I start from the top and I go down. So for me, it's a button down shirt, I guess. But I would say a button up shirt. See, I feel like I would say a button down shirt. Really? But I don't know what the difference is. There is no fucking difference. Is it a tomato tomato situation? I guess. Button up, button down. I'm uh I don't know. Spin your butt round and round. When you say button down, it does have more of like a hoity toity sound to it. Button down. I wore a button down shirt the other day. I gotta listen to this motherfucker. If you were hoity toity hoity toity, you'd wear a button down shirt every day. I can't imagine wearing a button down shirt every day. Unless it was Hawaiian and breezy easy, baby. Breezy easy. You have an ass on your shirt right now. I do. You're wearing a bottom shirt. Fucking right. Even though, oh wait, you're definitely a bottom. All right, so we <laughs> listened to a, an album. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we listened to an album this past week. We've actually been stretching this out, and we've been uh, getting closer to our cushion being... Not so much of a cushion. Not a cushion anymore. Uh, so yeah. we need to uh, get back into some sort of a schedule. But we've been practicing for a show that we have coming up. My sister's been living with us. So things have been different. It's been a different dynamic. Yeah, and I would say it's the reason we had the cushion. Because we, we needed it. Yeah. So mission accomplished. I guess we can get back on it. But we just did two fucking movies. I would think after we do this show that's coming up, we should probably start uh, having that it. cushion. Getting on it. Um, so yeah, we listened to an album this last uh, week or more. We've been, it's been more than a week. It's been about a week and a half. Um, a Tribe Called Quest, The Low End Theory. This album came out September 24th, 91. So you had just turned six years old. Oh yeah, you're right. So I was born on the 21st. So this is definitely not something that I was listening to um, when I was five years old. Fuck no. So how old does that make this album right now? This I can't album do math. is 28 years old 28? this September. Wow. You think they're going to do something for a 30th anniversary? I hope so. I don't think Fife is alive anymore. Fife's the one who died? Because I saw a lot of uh, R.I.P. Fife because he had diabetes. So what I had read was A Tribe Called Quest, Low in Theory, this was their second album. Okay. They had released an album that was not as successful as they had planned for it to be. And Fi found out that he had diabetes and he thought about quitting the band. That early? Yes. Wow. And uh, Q talked him into staying. Q wanted to keep doing it. And uh, they kept doing it for a while. Um, so I don't, but I don't think Fife is currently alive. But from what I've read, is that a tribe called Quest, for the most part, is made up of Fife Dog, Q-Tip, who I think is one of the main Tribe Called Quest sounds. Q-Tip has a very identifiable voice. He's got a very laid-back voice. Super laid-back style. That goes style. with the laid-back music. Mm-hmm. It blends very well. A and little... a DJ and producer. Ali Ali Muhammad. <laughs> okay. Um and uh but it's definitely mostly Q and Fife's vocals that you hear. Um so they changed up their sound. They went in a different direction with their uh production approach favoring a very minimalistic jazzy sound in this. It's very simple beats, 
drum beats with some bass and oh, some yeah. jazz yeah. sounds. Yeah, it's it's all very super laid back. Which I appreciate. Um, so, how did you, oh, excuse me, did you listen to that first album at all? You, no. Okay. I did not. Do you listen to any other Tribe yes, albums? Yes, but it, it's after this. Like the next album. And I, there are multiple, because I've been getting into them the last year or so quite a bit. Um, not not a ton, but I enjoy them. And, but apparently this album, The Low End Theory, is one of the first records to fuse hip-hop with the laid-back laid bebop jazz sound. Mm. And this also helped launch Buster Rhymes' career. <clears throat> Really? Because he was in a band called, or a group, called the Leaders of the New School. Okay. And they were on Scenario, which ended up being yeah, a huge yeah, hit. Yeah. So, yeah, this album bumped up Busta Rhymes and gave him a successful, started a successful solo career after this. Well, when we get to that song, it's going to make sense why. Oh, yeah. It um, sure will. And, yeah, Fife is definitely dead. Died at the age of 45 at his home in California. 2016. Yeah, they broke diabetes. They broke up. Yeah, I knew they stopped, right? Like I knew one guy died. It was like 2010, 2012 or something like that, I think when they disbanded like officially. I thought they put out a recent album. They did, but I think it right before 5 would died. have right been right before he died cuz it was when uh it was when Dave Chappelle came back and bef- okay. and it would have been before like the Donald Trump thing cuz he hadn't said something about how people should just give him a chance. So yeah, I think it was something that they did before he died. I could be wrong, but I believe that. Or they right here, came after Fife's death from diabetes, March twenty second, they revealed in August that the label okay. be releasing a new Tribe album. That was we got it from here. Thank you for your service. Where they talk a lot about gentrification and yeah, cities and okay, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. The, the topics were so up to date that it was. And they're known for being very uh, socially aware, progressive in their yeah. lyrics. When we get to it, uh, there's a lot of things I wanted to say about things they say, but uh, that's cool. When I didn't realize it was Fife that died, I thought it was maybe the other guy, like the DJ, because yeah, for some reason, most of the time it seems like the DJ is the one that dies to me, and then they stop. But man, for Fife to go, he pretty much is that just because Jam Master Jay died. Run DMC, it, yeah, and we watched that, that thing. <laughs> did that you watch why? that with me? I think I you did. Know. I just remember Jim. I just remember a DJ dying, and I remember wasn't he in the studio and he got shot? Somebody came in and shot him. God, yeah, he was a, at the studio, so he was obviously into some shit, right? Well, people don't understand why they would have done that because he was like a good guy and everyone loved him, so they didn't under. There's a whole, there's a documentary on yeah, Barry's Netflix. a good guy and everyone loves him too. Ba- oh, Barry. Barry, oh Barry, we started watching Barry. Barry. God, we're so late to things on sometimes, well, but we're not as late on Barry. No, because right they just started season two good. and we just started season two. So we're, we're a little behind, so... but we're not super behind. Wait, do you mean they started season three? No, two. And we're on to? Yes. Oh, that's right. HBO puts it up as it goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Barry. Barry. That's so what let's, we call it. Let's, uh, sorry, I'm gassy. We are both gassy. It's because we're drinking soda pop. We both chose soda right before this fucking thing. <clears throat> I, and I chose caffeine and you did not. No, I've had enough caffeine already. I have to take over and be on this. So let's uh, start this album again. It. it came out in 1991 with the first track, Excursion. Love the bass sound already. This is the kind of hip-hop Sambo can get into. 
Back in the days when I was a teenager, before I had status, and this is my had favorite kind of hip hop. A tribe called Quest is like say, it reminded him of Bebop. I said, Well, daddy, don't you know that things so go good to me? And I need to get into them more like because I dig their sound so much because it's, it's really smooth and laid back, it's not like aggressive, and it's smart and they're witty. I think I, I like a sense of humor with my hip-hop. Yeah, you like a sense of humor with everything, so that's... Not everything. I don't need Fiona Apple to be funny. You don't think Fiona's fucking hysterical? Uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people would consider her hysterical. Meant not funny, though. Man, every time I listen to When the Pond, I just die. Which is never. Tear up laughing. What are you talking about? I was still on a weekly basis. Didn't we do that on the podcast? We did. It gets drastic. Listen to the rhyme, cause it's time to make gravy. If it moves your booty, then shake, shake it, baby. All the way to Africa. Yeah, it's pretty smooth. This is the kind of sound that I... I wouldn't mind being in a group that sounds like this. I'm not saying I would rap, but I, yeah. I would love to do like, like a I would, producer I would make the music. Thing, yeah. I would love to make this kind of music for people. And actually listening to this album, I'd be like, man, why don't I do that? Why don't I just make grooves and then sell them off to people? I am going to go ahead and say that there it was a handful of days ago, or a few days, that we had talked about this, and you told me that you'd already listened to this album four times, and I was surprised. Yeah, I crammed it in, though, because, because I thought we were going to be recording earlier. Well, you hadn't said anything, so when you were just like, yeah, I listened to it four times, I was like, oh, shit. Like, that means he didn't like it, because he's not expressed anything. <laughs> you said that I didn't like it? I was afraid that you weren't, that you didn't like it. Which, I mean, there's a chance that you don't like some of it, but... I'm already surprised by what you've said so far, I guess. Well, okay, I'll also say this. While it's very smooth and it's the things I like, it does get kind of, I don't want to say boring. Like, there's a point where I don't know when a song ends and when a song begins, and I find... They do that on purpose a few times, though. Yeah, and I find that it melts together so well, and it's almost the same. I don't want to insult it, but I do want to say that, like, there is a running theme throughout this whole thing and they don't stray far from a certain sound which I don't want them to so when they do bleed it into the next thing it made certain songs impossible for me to know when they ended it yeah until I was like wait a minute I think they're talking about something different right now so there's a, so this thing is what you think helps and hurts them in your eyes yeah yeah it, it hurts them in a way that I'm such an extreme guy it's just for me that like I can get lost in something that's this mellow that long where it's not like crazy all of a sudden yeah Zappa does this to me as well that's why I'm saying it's also not a bad thing because Zappa can go on for four fucking minutes zone out a little bit zone out yeah and all of a sudden I'll come out of it and I'll be like oh well I wasn't unhappy just then I was just in a different world you know which isn't a bad thing I've been listening to this while I've been skating so I bet that would be kind of nice it is I was gonna say it's very nice I think that that'd be a good uh I don't know thing to listen to while you're skating because it's it's high energy but it's not crazy high it's yeah and it keeps you steady because skating isn't all about just being super like fast and flying around no it's it can a, be but 
Not when I've been doing it. <laughs> I mean, not if you're just like trying tricks on a fucking curb. No. It's no. not it's not just flying around a bowl. No. Oh, because we do not have a bowl near. No, but there's a big difference. Yeah. So. Um I want to ask you a question at this point, since we've listened to one song already. Yeah. Which I enjoy it. I enjoy the whole album. I'm just gonna say that from here on out. It's okay. just whether it's highs and lows and things that stick out at me. Mm-hmm. Certain riffs, certain lyrics. There's guitar work in here that I like. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, this is ridiculous. We also just ate and you had chili not yeah, that long ago. Um, Skyline for life. <laughs> um, fuck Goldstar. Uh, Shouldn't even be brought into the, in the, the conversation Goldstar? ever. No, it's, never. it's nowhere close. No. Um, I want to know if you prefer someone's voice and do you pref- if so, do you prefer Fife or do you prefer uh, Tip? I Q? call him Tip. No, I'm I'm down with him. It's Tip. <laughs> All the time, Tip. All the time, five. Uh, and not what they say. I want to know vocal tone. Whose do you prefer? Because there's definitely a difference. It depends. Really? Sometimes I really like five, but sometimes it's like that Q-tip sound that I'm waiting for to come back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I think it just kind of depends when it is. But okay, but I think this. that but I but I said earlier I feel like it's mixed kind of low and i feel like it's kind of mixed to like q-tips level and he has a lot of like he's just so laid back to where i feel like it's kind of like lower which makes five stand out more definitely does okay so if you were to buy a person's solo album and you only had to pick one who would you buy five or q-tip well i've always known i feel like i've always known about q-tip existing I knew about Q-Tip existing before I knew this band, Tribe Called Quest, existed. I did, too. I knew him as a solo artist. I feel like I've just, from no, having MTV at different parts... What songs did he do that I would have known? That's the thing. I'm not really sure. I remember him like working <laughs> with other people. Okay, was he just a guy that was there? No, because yeah, he had his like own stuff. But I know that he... I know he worked with Janet Jackson some on the Velvet Rope album. Um, but I don't know exactly anything specific from him but i've always known that he has existed so to me q-tip has just always been around he's just always been there so i don't know breathe and stop vibrant thing let's ride i don't know i gotta get this hooked up so we can watch videos on this and listen or you could look up uh q-tip uh best hits or top hits so we can get some sort of an idea if there's anything we know, but I don't think I know any actual Q-tip. You also have it on videos instead of all. There could be like a list on a website. There you go. Q-tip, billboard, top five most, hits. I wonder if that's going to include like. Tribe Called Quest. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. No, I'm saying that's what it would probably do. I don't know if it would be standalone Q. I don't know. Hot, hot boys. boys with Missy Elliott. Oh, yeah. Hot boys. Baby, you got what I want. <laughs> I don't know that at all. Vibrant thing. I don't know what this is. You should look it up on your phone, I guess. I, I Hot Boys is the only song on this top five list that I Get know. Involved. Raphael Sadiq. Have you heard of that person? No, never. Breathe and Stop. And a little party never killed nobody. Oh with Fergie. Fuck. Uh. 
It's this vibrant thing. This is hot boys. Are you really a hot, oh. boy? hot boy? But I don't know him. I think he just like produced it or something. It says featuring Nas, even Q Tip. Can you treat me good? I won't settle for less. You a hot boy. A rock boy. That's the highest hit he's got, not with I've never ever ever heard this song. I thought I was familiar enough with Missy Elliott. This is early in her career. Really? This is 99. <laughs> Dancing. You got soul in you, girl. Baby, you got. Sorry. What's vibrant thing? I want to hear vibrant thing. Vibrant? Yeah. Viv. Not even vibe. Vi- no, not vibrant. Like Aunt Viv. Like Aunt Viv rant. That sounds about right. <laughs> This says Remix. Oh, Remix. Remix. This one peaked at 26. I just want to hear what Q-Tip had because I remember hearing him. This is a remix, though. I know this fucking song. MTV used to use this song. You've been dancing like a fool. This is shit. I love this. Yes. Imprinted on my mind every minute. Make my plans and you always in it, y'all. I don't know this at all. You don't that you don't recognize that sound from MTV using it on stuff back in the day when we were young teenagers. No, I was probably like, "What's that annoying sound they're making while I'm waiting for some corn video or a Limp Bizkit video to come on, or a Christina Aguilera video to jerk off yeah. to?" Yeah, I have had a boner for 15 minutes now, and I need to get to it. <laughs> okay. Although I would watch rap videos for the ladies shaking their shit, so but I would turn down the volume. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to track two, bugging out. Let's do it. <laughs> so I've known some singles off of this because I'm a fan of making playlists. So there are songs that I've stumbled upon. This is one that I had stumbled upon earlier that helped. Because I, I can't put pinpoint when I started listening to this album. I know that I started listening to some of these albums a few years ago. But my actual interest in this album itself and trying to branch out more into A Tribe Called Quest started within this last year. Drink a lot of soda so they call me Dr. Pepper. I like Fife more than Q. I love Fife's tone. I like his sound. I love his the energy. words he says. I love the topics he talks about. He's funnier. He's funnier. He's like, I think it's later when he's talking about like girls being fake and like that's not your hair color and you bought that when I was like, oh my god, this is exactly how I feel. I've never heard anybody rap about this because usually to me, they like they the, like like the the rappers like fucking the like extras, extra shit. But he's like, nah, man, leave that shit alone. I just want you to be you. Like how am I? Yeah. Instead of spending all that time trying to be someone else. Yeah. But with that said, Q-Tip is very fucking smooth. And he's like the brains behind most of this shit. Is he? Yeah. If I walked into a club and these guys were on stage, I wouldn't walk out. There are certain acts, like rap acts, that I'd be like, fuck, I'm out of here. Yeah. This, I'd be like, oh man, this sounds good. Stay and watch. I would, because it's not like... It's also not, you know, balls out parliament no. samples, which is what I also love in hip hop. 
so usually when it's like they make the hip-hop artists make their own music i don't really enjoy it because it's so fake and i don't really like fake sounds that much yeah this doesn't really sound fake to me i mean it does Obviously, there's electronic tones going on there, because like it's a drum machine, obviously. Yeah. But that bass tone, that just sounds like a guy with a fucking stand-up bass in a club that's real dirty. I could, I can see a guy on a drum set, a guy with a stand-up bass, and then just five and Q-tip with a microphone, and done. And I like that. <laughs> I guess that there's something about these two also... I still smoke the weed out. I love that. I am not an invalid, although I used to smoke the weed out. <laughs> um, still smoke the weed out because I haven't been to court yet. God. But yeah, that they helped uh, this sound. But then I also read that the whole thing where they like traded off back and forth, they also kind of helped pioneer that, how rappers would like trade off between each other, especially in this song. Oh, really? Where it's like, you're on time, five. You're yeah, the where time. they're like talking to and, each other. Yeah, like, that's something, I guess, that they helped pioneer this is this is known as one of like the best rap albums of all time it's it's been in rolling stones top 500 greatest albums of all time it's it's a highly regarded album especially for the band themselves um this is a song that stands out to me Mm -hmm. this that bass that ride though is extremely fake it sounds to me but it doesn't bother me and usually it would. It's that low, the low end theory. It's that low, those low end bass tones are what drive it for me, personally. Oh yeah. Pardon me. Belching. Cannot stop like belching. Crazy. You even belched off the mic, but then got back on the mic and said, "Pardon me." No one would have even known. You can't. You said something about it. That's why I came back and said something. I just said we've been belching a lot. No, you were like, "Oh, nice." You said something after yeah. I belched. Okay, well... <laughs> it was you. It was a skew. It was a... I ain't scared. I ain't scared. Let's mm. go on to Rap Promoter. Which oh, this God. Is, this song speaks to me. This, to this goes out past Rap Promoters. This goes all fucking promoters. I wonder if this is the song that also said that it samples Little Miss Lover by Hendrix. I don't know. Because you hear that guitar oh. tone. I wonder if that's oh. part of... Yeah, it is. It's gotta be. I can't remember though if it know. was this song or not. It's very Jimi Hendrix guitar wah. But like, even uh, like Jay Z has used this as a sample. Like a lot of people have, I guess. But I don't recognize it from anything. Get my cash. If you want to see the people scream and laugh, your best question ask, question ask real fast. Because I don't want to see them. Yeah, this is the lyrics of this Just song. Promoters. Oh, Music promoters. Oh, God, I love it. Because promoters are the fucking worst, man. They're either the best people ever or they're fucking asshats. And for some reason, think that they don't have to do a job. And you show up and they're like, I don't know why the show sucks. Man, because you didn't fucking promote. Well, you didn't promote. I don't live here. Uh, it's just four fucking hours away from me. Yeah. You expect me to come down here and fly up your fucking town? That's your fucking job. It's in your fucking name. Promoter. That's <laughs> true. That's your expense. <laughs> Drives me nuts. And then they don't treat you right. They don't like, well, you wanted water? All I asked for was a case of water. 
it's 98 fucking degrees. Ones I take all the ones that I wear. Ain't taking no shorts no more. No. Please act proper before I call the crime stop. Sorry, I went on a rant about promoters. It's fine. No, it's what it's about. The Q-tip has energy in this song. He's irritated. Act like you know. It's the 90s. Time to make moves. Not the 80s. Do away with your moves. So what? You got a crew. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this album to me. Really? I've played some of the, a few of these songs around you. I've liked most of what I've heard of Tribe. I think when you've played something around me and it's been Tribe, I've always been like, this has got a groove that mm-hmm. I can actually enjoy. But yeah, this... <laughs> this album grooves. Oh, sorry. It's the next song, isn't it? flew right into the See, next that's song. that's what they do to you. <laughs> I, I was not expecting it to come that fast. And then you're like, oh, wait. Dang, diggy, dang. I was also in a trance. Dang, diggy, dang, da, dang, da, dang, diggy, diggy, dang, diggy, dang, da, dang, da, dang, da, dang, da, dang, 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 <laughs> so let's uh oh god we're never reviewing a kid rock album right um not I mean, neither of us enjoy it someone brings it to us and we have to do it for the fun oh of it my god it would be funny it would be hard but it would be funny we would have material that might be the hardest one it to would date. give us material but i wouldn't take it seriously i would just listen to it like it was a what joke the I, whole time. what if i ended up liking it <laughs> Then you just kind of would. Butter. The song's butter. Butter. The song's butter. This song's funny to me because he's something about, like, not modern. <laughs> not parquet. Yeah, not parquet. Parquet. Yeah, I like Fife, but I like them both. They're, they're so different. I like them both, but he's just got this tone that I've always... There's certain guys that have this tone, and I don't even know how to explain it. It doesn't sound like he's putting a voice on or anything. No. Like, it's just how talk. very much it, his sound and, and like, his voice. I don't either, but it's just like... He's no, just like a real, talks like, like that. It's real, like, just matter of fact. He's like, you know, I Like, I don't know how to explain it. He has a very colorful delivery as well. With his colorful lyrics and his delivery, I think. Abuse him. He said he used to. Well, I mean, after flow, he was probably right back into it, right? <laughs> version of this that you sent me, there are so many words that they don't say. What are you talking about? Like, cut out, I'll be, I'll be listening, and then... Oh, it's a... Um, yeah, it's an, an explicit album, but there are edited songs on it still. I don't understand. It's very strange, and then they they say fuck on it mm-hmm. on other parts. They don't cut other things out, but then you'll just be like. But I know like, huh? there's a song where like he refers to some girl as a bitch, but he doesn't actually say it. But it's like in the lyrics, parenthetically. 
So you know what they are at least talking about, yeah. but they don't say it. Maybe they just don't want to have it have to actually say bitch referring to a woman. I don't know. Well, I mean, that was the fucking intention still. But still, maybe they just don't want to say it. But I'm not saying that they were calling her a bitch. Because they have a positive outlook in the delivery. Is that part I was talking about? I like that whole sentiment. But I can't stand no bionic lady. He just wants a natural lady. I'm down. I get it. I agree. Yeah, I'm pretty low maintenance, so you're welcome. I could never be with a high maintenance girl. Ever. Ever. I just think it's a waste of time to be high maintenance. It's a waste of time. It's 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 just a part a personality that I just a personality trait. It's almost just, like wearing your insecurities all over your face. It is. It is. And, and you've heard me, I wanna be like it's always like, oh cool, the eighteen pounds of makeup on your face hasn't doesn't hide the fact that your teeth are rotting out of your fucking head. You think the problem is your face doesn't have enough blush on it? Maybe it's that eight of your teeth are gone out of your head. Let's concentrate on that first. Or that you're morbidly obese, but all oh, you yeah. care about is painting your face and wearing cute clothes. Uh-huh. Well, I contour my face. I mean, unless you just truly don't care that you're fat, though. I mean, whatever. But I think that they're putting that much makeup on because... They're insecure. They're insecure about Especially their people weight. people who, like, contour their face to try and make it look thinner instead of just... I'm not saying all people that put makeup on are like this either. I'm yeah, just saying are. there's a certain person who puts on that amount of makeup that I just sort of, what? The, why? Well, there why? there is a song that this last song, Butter, sampled. Butter. It is called it's Young and Fine you. by Weather Report. And let me tell you, I did listen to this a tiny bit beforehand. It sounds like something you might hear on the news. Here we go. Young and fine. This is what butter sampled. Butter. It's very newsish. So it's a jazz song, right? Because they went for jazz shit. Yes. It hasn't fully come in yet. Here we go. Oh, it fooled you. The song is seven minutes long. Let me skip ahead. Come on, song. Oh, here we go. That's wild. It's a fucking jazz mess. We got one guy in like 7-4 and the other guy's playing in 4-4. Yeah, it's like we just it's like we were just dropped in the middle of a jungle. <laughs> this is not what they sampled, right? This is awful. They sampled this. They sampled something out of this. This is horrid. Horrid? This is horrid. This is the kind of jazz that people are like, yeah, it's noise. 
young and fine. <laughs> by, by the weather report. By weather report. Not the. Oh, sorry, my mistake. They're not talking about the weather report. Dog police. Makes <laughs> <laughs> me laugh every time. I'm a motherfucking dog police. <laughs> motherfucking That's what I always Dog say. police. Uh, where are you coming from, dog police? Nobody knows who you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into the next song. Verses from the abstract. I had a dream about my man last night. <laughs> and my man. Oh, really? Came by the, the studio. Uh-huh. And his name is. Buster Rhymes, in effect. Uh. Shahid is in effect. All right. Life did all is in effect. Yeah. Check it out. Oh, I Give wanted to read respect. all five dogs' names earlier. Off on this list. What are the verses of Fife? Also known as Fife, Fife Dog, the Pfeiffer, Fife Diggy, the Five Foot Assassin, the Five Footer, Malik the Five Foot Freak, the Funky Diabetic, Dino. That's my favorite. The Funky Diabetic, Dino Butt, Dino Butt, Dino Butt, Mutt. Yeah, like a dog, Dino Mutt. Muddy Ranks. The Trinity Gladiator, Don Juice, and of course, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> he drinks a lot of soda. We driving for the spirit. If you can't hear it, then get the wax utensils. Write my rhyme straight up. Don't get with no fancy stencil. The rhymes be getting sweet. We stay away from talk. A perfectionist at work. Make your pussy fart. If you want to battle, I suggest you check your clock. Pussy farts are funny. I'm a 12-year-old boy. What? I'm going to go to jail. Just on the inside. On the outside, I'm an obese white woman. As long as you're a 12-year-old boy on the inside. On the inside, I'm, I'm petite, I'm athletic. But I like to play video games and hang out inside, too. I looked up Q-Tips, also known as. Yes. He's got a lame-ass list. He's just got the abstract, the abstract poetic, and the lone ranger. And none of those are good. No. He's all serious, like. We got the funky diabetic in the house. I'm pretty sure the funky diabetic is the most serious one. Don't be deceived by the ugly sights of evil. It's the most real one. Wrap yourself up in it. If you love it, then you'll like it. Yeah. He died at age 45. That's way too young. That's uh, 12 more years for me. Just from diabetes. Does that mean you didn't keep it in check or did you just have a crazy fucking form? You don't know what kind he has. Yeah. Progressions can't be made if we're separate forever. Yeah. I hope this funky beat with the loop and the feature is the funky singing by Miss Vinnie Mojica. So listen because the quest is led It's grooving. It's really grooving. This song is super laid back. This is a song though that gets lost for me. Yeah. That makes sense. Really, that sticks out. Besides being smooth. I don't think I remember a line that like, really makes me laugh that hard or anything like that. No, I, I like the flow. The flow is very good. I do like the guitar. Can you hear that? Yes. But Nick's streaking down. That's a new thing I've been uh, enjoying as we've been listening to things. Is 
hearing the different kind of guitar work in other genres because I'm not, you know, I can listen to them. So I don't know what guitars were doing in that. I can tell you what a guitar is doing in fucking like Necrophagist and what Hendrix is doing with a guitar, but I didn't know what a guitar had a place in Mariah Carey or anything like that. Or a tribe called Quest. Yeah. So it's very interesting to hear guitars used in different ways or not used at all for the most part in a lot of stuff. Yeah, that too. And we out. That's what he said. I'm not out. I'm here. You're leaving? I'm here. I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. It's me, Abraham <laughs> Goddamn Lincoln. Sorry, bye. All right. Let's go on to the uh, next track show business. Let me tell you about the snakes. Fakes, oh, yeah. Lies, I like this song. This is a song I was also familiar with. Do you see the pretty girls? I feel like I've heard this in a movie, but it, probably not. I don't know. Take a huh. The dough. If you take a shit, they want to know. And if you're gonna fix it, take a shit. So you still I love it when rappers talking about taking shit. There's uh times when Five talks about your lyrics is but I like stuff like that as well. Absolutely. Yes, pretty goddamn funky. Yeah, I love this sound a lot. This is when I got brought back into the album. The last two songs, I think, melt together. Yeah. You gotta know the deal. It definitely brought so the energy out of it. You're a business and putting on a show. You're a million dollar man that ain't got no dough, but you gotta hope. Tickets backstage to a show. Sedated, and at that fact, they laid it. Time passing your ass, say, Where's my loot? The reply is a kick in the ass from a leg in a boot. All you wanna do is taste the fruit, but in the back to make a huh, fruit I just juice. read this. Yes, it's like I wanna get cut. Low end theory is regarded for its engineering. I'm getting this all from Wikipedia, so take it how you want. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell people I mounted a screen to the wall so now we can read things while we're doing this shit. But uh, it says the mixing engineer Bob Power used several methods to remove surface noise, crackles, or pops from the samples. Samples. As, <laughs> samples as the software at the time was unable to do so. He credited the group saying until that point when people used samples on record, it was pretty much one loop that played throughout. With Low End Theory, Q-Tip, and Ali Shaheed were at the leading edge of a new wave where people started making elaborate musical constructions out of samples from different places that would not, and in many ways could not, have been played by regular players. It's pretty interesting. He just said your lyrics is butt. Sorry. It's okay. But my lyrics is not butt. I don't know. They haven't seen me rhyme. None of us have. The world is lucky. I don't rhyme. I've unfortunately rapped many times. <laughs> yeah, I've never pulled out a rhyme or a rap for the uh, for the ads for the ads at all. I feel like I often go into a rhyme of some sort because I like to rhyme. 
So fuck what you heard. The born So fuck what you heard. See, it's like they don't take all the fucks out. It's almost like they take out the words. Yeah, like certain words that they don't want. And did they do it at the time, or was this a retroactive? I feel like it's probably something they would have done at the time, because it's something that wouldn't have been able to play on the radio. Yeah. That glit is not gold. Yeah. Everybody wants a deal. Help me make a demo. See my name in bright lights. Ride around in a limo. My mom's keeps beefing. Boy, get a job. But I want to make jams. Damn, I know I'll slam. Yeah. Well, it's not All that right. easy. Yeah. You gotta get a label that's willing and able to market and promote. And you better hope. This song's funny because that's it's just like an instruction manual. Stop <laughs> being in the show business. Stop being in the show business. I think I picked them up talking about how like you, know, you get limos and all that shit when you yeah you're starting to make it big in the music world and then in the business mm-hmm. you get limos and catered this and huge things this and that and you think the fucking record company's paying for it. When really their record company is just putting it on to your, your like bill, bill mm-hmm. that you owe them for mm-hmm. at the end. One the whole time you could you and you didn't most do not know that. And but it's like oh, oh fuck. They weren't verifying that this stuff's okay. They <laughs> it's like, oh my god, they did this for me. Well, that's part of your contract. You signed it. <laughs> I did? No. All right. I would I would totally be like, I do not need a limo. Just give me this car and I will drive there. Yeah. I feel the same. <laughs> Done. Um, but then you won't look like a star, and then you won't make it that big. You got to get out of it, a man. limo. No, you don't. Oh, that's what they say. That's what who says. That's like the whole the business. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You got to look like you're a fucking star before you're even say a star. The business. The business. <laughs> okay, so that song samples a James Brown song called uh, "Funky President." Oh yeah, this people, song it's rules. bad. I know "Funky President." Nasty. Nasty. Hey, This shit's the, the James. James Brown. I heard one time Bootsy Collins talking about James Brown. He was like, he's like, you know how James Brown wrote songs? He looked at it and you went, give me something like, and then you went, what, something like this? You know, something you already wrote in the past, and then James would go, yeah, like that. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> it was like you basically just gave him something that I even work on. <laughs> we gotta get over before we go under. That's the fucking truth. Funky president. Do you think we'll ever have a funky president? I think we had a funky president at one point. I think we had two funky presidents because I think Clinton had a little funk in him. Yeah, he was a saxophone player. Uh, Obama definitely had some funk in him. He had some funk. Uh, Trump definitely doesn't because he's no. a germaphobe, so he has no funk. No, I can't. I can't imagine Trump walking into a room that Parliament is playing. He he would just turn around and walk out. I can't imagine that he would walk into a room where Parliament is and not want to turn around and walk out. I would like love to go into par- a room where Parliament is. I was talking about like the British Parliament. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. The, the parliamentary system. The Parliament. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to listen to one more song and then we're going to take a break. All righty. Uh-huh. I will agree to these terms. All right. So let's listen to vibes and stuff. <laughs> 
Is it called Vibes and Stuff? Yes. <laughs> I just hit play on these things and I don't tend to know the titles of I'm aware of songs. Remember when we first started this podcast and we would like write the song titles out on a piece of paper and write mm-hmm. like, down our opinions on each I song? I still do that every once in a while. I haven't done that since like the fourth episode. I do want to mention that this album does have three singles and we've heard none of them. Really? Yet. So they well, I know the surprisingly one. load them up in the second half of the album, which I think is unusual. Most albums heavy load the front of it. Yeah, I will agree that then like the back end is kind of bored. Mm-hmm. They make you uh, work up to this. That's a good idea, you know? Like, you listen to the beginning of it and you're not like... By the time you get to this, by the end of it, where all the hits come in, you feel almost kind of sick of it. I think it's always interesting when I see an album where there is a hit on it that's like track 8 or 11. I always think that that's interesting because it just it doesn't seem how record companies want to structure albums. And the producers and people in charge do have a say in how things are structured. Those fucking those fucking guys. What do they call the suits? Those fucking suits. The industry. The business. The business. The business is quite different nowadays from 1991. Very different. Definitely not as lucrative. Yeah, is this the song, or is it earlier, or is it later, where Five mentioned something about selling his tape for $5.99? I don't remember that particular line. He says something about, I work too hard for this, I sell my, sell my tape for $5.99. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, Jesus, if you could sell a tape for $5.99 nowadays, that'd be a good deal. <laughs> Now you just have to like give people the music and then hopefully they go to your show and buy your shit. That's basically the model right now. Which is awful because nobody's going to shows unless you're huge. Yeah. It's like nobody's going to shows until you're an insanely big hit. And then even to the point, it seems like a lot of bands that were big hits like 20 years ago are now just doubling up with another artist that was big about 20 years ago. Have to. And it's it's like a double headliner tour. Have to. Mm-hmm. You got the vibe. You got the vibe. Yeah, I would, I would call this a snoozer. Yeah. It's got a nice... Great groove. groove the whole yeah. album has a great groove. It's just certain songs grab you. And certain ones just kind of fade into the background. And yeah. yeah, just where it's still a good groove, but it just doesn't stand out as much. Can you imagine having a... What is that called? A lazy river? Can you imagine having your own lazy river and this is just playing on the speakers as you're just on a floaty? I would love to pool. have a lazy river. Go around oh. the house like in a moat around my castle fuck yeah I know a guy in Milan that's got a lazy river oh you do yeah he didn't ask if he could dig it or anything he just got out his fucking big backhoe and did it if it's called a backhoe I don't know what those things are called you know the big thing with the arm that scoops things out like a shovel I think it's called a front hoe oh Front hoe or a side hoe? That's my side hoe, my side piece. Side hoe. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't ask anybody. Uh, he dug it up all the way around and then started filling it up. And his neighbor came over and was like, "What the hell did you do?" Because <laughs> like 
You're supposed to ask when you do something that crazy. You're supposed, supposed to ask to, your like, neighbors ask too. The neighbors. Yeah. You're supposed to get city involved. Make sure you're not gonna hit any lines. And he did none of that. Did he ever? I mean, did anyone? No, ever nothing come ever down? happened. He's. I was gonna say his name, but he just does whatever the fuck he wants, and nothing ever happens. And now he's got a lazy river. Good for him. Yeah, good for him, <laughs> I suppose. You're, nobody should care at that point. I mean, he doesn't live in town, does he? He lives on the outskirts of town. So I don't think it should matter. I would consider it his own area. I would consider it a um, thing to look forward to when you're going into town, like an attraction. Yeah. Like He's got a lazy a river. a lazy river around his house. Yeah. Right? He even put the jets in it so that it would uh, take you around. Mm-hmm. In in the circle, yeah, stop. makes the lazy river. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do anything; it just floats you around. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. I've thought about do- loving to do that in general because I've only done that once in my life. Uh huh. I've and been on the lazy river. When I did it, I did it once, and I was a kid, and I didn't really appreciate it. I was like, "This is kind of boring. I want to go back on a slide." I would appreciate and, it more as an adult. And now I'd be like. Can I just hang out on the lazy river for about three fucking hours? Yeah, can I just go around in circles? Because they They're have shade, areas right? that are shade as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it wouldn't be the only thing that would suck is that you're like bouncing into strangers every once in a while. That's like fine if with your me. arms kind of hanging off, if you might actually like bump arms. That's fine with me. I'll pull some of his arm hair off. I'll try to bite some of his chest hair. Well, what if it's a lady and she has really hairy arms? I'll bite her arm hair off. <laughs> her pit hair. All right, we're going to take a break and uh, we'll be back here in a bit, right? We'll be right back, motherfuckers. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by Pancake Puffs. You can fluff them, stuff them, or fuck them. Whichever way you choose, you already bought them. Pancake Puffs from Mattel Jemima. Presenting to you! Uh, Where am I? Oh my god! (laughs) Welcome! To the land of holes and thieves! What do you mean? Is this hell? Of course it is! Look around you! Fire over here! Brimstone over there! But I was good! I didn't deserve to go to hell! <laughs> Apparently, you weren't good enough! <laughs> Alright! Now that that's over, your room's just over there to the left. And uh, if you need anything, just give me a ring! <laughs> what? We mean if I need anything. You know, if you need anything like towels or those little toothbrushes that they keep in hotels. Yeah, I think they're called amenities. Amenities are... I can't say the amenities. word. Don't make me say it. It's amenities. Yeah, that one. Uh, am I going to be like tortured or something? I, I oh. don't really get what's going on now. Oh, no, we don't. That's not how things work <laughs> here anymore. Really? I changed that a while back. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was too much paperwork to be sticking things in people all the time. So, I got rid of it. <laughs> well, great. Yeah. Okay. 
Your room has HBO. Sweet. But you do have to come up with $5 a month if you want to keep it after the third month. <laughs> well, that's annoying. All right. I'm going to my room. See ya. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Uh, uh, well, I guess it turns out the devil's a pretty nice guy. Let's get in this room. This episode is also brought to you by... Harry's Hot Dogs. You can insert them inside you any way you choose. Treat yourself to Harry's Hot Dogs, because Harry suggested it. That Please! Was, that was the five ninety nine thing I was talking about. Please! We're back! Hello! We're I'm Michelle. We are back. It's the business. Me, Sam. The business. I'm Michelle, and we are reviewing A Tribe Called Quest, The Low in Theory! Why was there a dog involved? I was a wolf! Oh... I'm a wolf man. Well, I'm a wolf man. Da, 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 baby, I'm a wolf man. I'm a wolf da, 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 da. man. Wolf man and Jack. Hey. How do he talk? Hi, I'm wolf man Jack. What's going on? <laughs> Beautiful. That's my show. Is it Shredder? Yeah. No. No, it's a. Uh, I'll just say yes to everything. It's Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Yes. Gadget. I think it's also Shredder. Probably. Listen up here, turtles. Isn't Shr- Shredder was uh Shredder was turtles. He was He talked like this. Was he um Uncle Oh he was Phil? Yeah, he was Uncle Phil. He was Uncle Phil. R.I.P. Uncle Phil. And then Krang, that little brain guy that was in that gut of that robot, was like Yes. <laughs> I'm jealous of your ability to do voices. You're better at me. You're, you're better at me. You're better than me I'm, at doing voices. I can't speak. I'm better at you. I guess so. <laughs> you started the beginning of the podcast unable to speak, and then I'm coming back unable to speak. I transferred my inability to transfer the meaning of my languages into your simpleton tongue. I love you. You transferred something <laughs> into my tongue? Fuck yeah, it was called jism. That's what it sounds like when I come. Well, I think that this is probably a good time to transition back into the album. (laughs) The next song that we are going to listen to is infamous Date Rape. Yeah, what the fuck? So this song talks about how the statistics for date rapes were really high at the time. So it is about date rape. I it, it is about date rape. I didn't know if it was an analogy for something. Cause I, no. I'm not really good at picking up lyrics that often. So. Yeah, this is, it's obviously anti-date rape. I would think so. Yeah. But if there, here's my rape addition to the podcast since you've had so many. 
<laughs> it's kind of my specialty. <laughs> I'll bring a rape song to the table, which is anti-date rape. All the things I listen to are anti-rape, too. It's just... They I don't use, think that's true. They use the veil of satire. Um, uh, uh, uh. I think he, I think he's going to come, guys. Right smack dab in the middle. Right smack dab in the middle. Oh, there's my boy. His part is a little more confu- confusing lyrically, but Q-Tip's rhyme is much more to the point. <laughs> I just imagine that they both wrote their verses separately. And like, Fife was like Fife pro-rape. I didn't understand it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, date rape the bitch. Put it in a drink. <laughs> He brought the lyrics back and he showed up to Q-Tip and he was like... He's like, no, man, we're anti this. <laughs> no, they still work. Let me just do it. <laughs> It'll or just yeah. be satire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Zulu. So I looked up Zulu Nation. Are we about to get a, uh, I was about curious. To get an education? It's not that big of a deal. I mean, it is. The Universal Zulu Nation is an international hip-hop awareness group that uh, strongly promotes that hip-hop was created to provide peace, love, unity, and having fun for those in the ghetto, and eventually onward to all those supportive of the culture. So it's just fucking peace, love, unity. It doesn't have to be about fucking anger and violence and craziness. It's just... That hip-hop can also be about peace, love, and unity, and having a good time. And honestly, that's the type of fucking hip-hop that I prefer. Yeah. The goofy shit. The stuff I do like some gangster rap. Yeah. But I much prefer like a laid-back, fun I do as well. Like we both enjoy like them talking about like like, uh, dinners, family dinners, or or eating food. I basically like the fat boys is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) And also things like it's Christmas time and Hollis Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. Rice and stuff and macaroni and cheese. And Panna puts sits under Christmas tree. Do you think it's because I've never gone through anything? I mean, your dad died. Well, I mean, but I didn't grow up in the hood and I didn't grow up with any like violence surroundings. No, you were coddled. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. So it, it would make sense that I... And I, I'm, I'm more connected to like a, just a more of a fun vibe mm-hmm. than like a violent vibe. Even though sense. I love violent music, like obviously I listen to a lot of death metal and like Cannibal Corpse is extremely violent. But yeah, and you love that stuff. But something like Weird Al is more near and dear to your heart. Oh yeah, yes. So yeah, you're right. If you looked at me and you said, you have to have one album for the rest of your life. It's either a Weird Al album or a Cannibal Corpse album. I'm definitely going, whoa, give me the fucking Weird Al album. Oh, God, for sure. Come on now. <laughs> for sure. I mean, for me, it goes without saying. But for you, that says a lot. But I, I mean, I think it's it makes sense because you are goofy to the bone. I'm goofy, but I think also death metal is, is goofy in its own way because it's so over the top. It's it not depends. realistic. I think it depends because some of it is okay to be goofy, but some of it takes itself super it's seriously. Serious. Yeah. So like it's funny. 
in in a way they didn't intend. Correct. Yeah, I was gonna say that the topics. I'm not saying that they're funny. It's just they're so over the top that they're not realistic. Whereas I feel like hip hop violence, it's portrayed in a realistic way. And they probably did come from streets where can, things like that happen. Yeah, and they see that. Like I'm never, I've never seen like. I disemboweled 12 people in a room and put their heads on hooks and I put an arm on a chain, blah, 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 blah. I've also never seen a fucking child get shot in the street and a lot of people have. Yeah, but I'm saying like a a lot of people haven't seen the whole dismembered 12 bodies in a fucking thing. But a lot of people have seen the street thing. So I think it's more connected. It's it's intense. There's more of a connection. I think it's like an easier. Yeah, that's why it's easier for me to connect connect with two fantastic. Uh, mystical, I don't want to say mystical, faker things. Shake your ass, but watch yourself. Faker fun things than like sad, depressing, serious stuff. Real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's true. You definitely don't face serious things. No. Well, no, no you, you face serious things with a lighthearted, joking attitude to the yeah. point where it's like, Sam. <laughs> This Don't. one's real, goddammit. Chill out. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, move along to the first single, finally, off of the album. How many songs in? One, two, three, a four, five, six, seven, eight. Track nine is the first single. Check the rhyme. Oh. Very infectious line of riff there, groove, whatever you want to call it. And that's obviously from some sort of jazz song, right? Super jazz. I don't have... so jazzy. I have a song to share afterwards that sampled this, but not that this sampled. Oh, yeah. See, I love everything about this sound. Yeah, this sounds great. And they just go back and forth. I love Uh their sounds. And I think that they, the fact that they sound so different is what makes them sound so better. Like, so much better. And, like, there you go. It's so full of the two different personalities. This song stood out to me. Yeah, this song is good. Because of the back and forth, because of the killer line at the beginning. Uh, This snare and woodblock tone. Mm -hmm. Well, it's out now, as soon as I start talking about it. Those together, perfect. Oh, it sounds so good. I love the simplicity. Sometimes simple is super good. Sometimes less is more. Totally. It doesn't have to be super over the top to be neat. No. Like, once again, I can see a guy with a stand-up bass, a drummer, and Fife and Q-Tip in a corner of some cool little bar or whatever you want to say, club. Yeah. Everything's dark except one light on them and just... Everybody's just doing this. Nobody's really like being crazy. Everybody's just jamming, jamming, moving their head. This is the kind of stuff that gets me on the one. There's certain <laughs> songs that like certain people that have sounds that go boom, that get you right back on. Boom. Boom. Well, it's so simple, but it's, I love it so much. 
I really like this song a lot. If you haven't noticed, all the time, five. All the time, five. All the time. I think I have a mole growing on the back of my neck. <laughs> Are you going to name it Five or Q-Tip? <laughs> five, R.I.P. Oh. I have enough moles to go around. <laughs> I have two on my goddamn forehead. That was pretty funny to come in out of nowhere. I can't stop feeling it with my fingers. Feel it moles with my fingers on the back of my neck. Feel it moles. But just say hammer. Proper. You know what's interesting about that? No. Well, you'll remember that. Just hang on to that for a second. And then let's think about the hammer and the proper, and let's move into a song that sampled this. Break them off something proper by MC Hammer. We about to break them off something proper. Christ, it's fucking loud. It's not that much louder. Uh, that's not what the audio form I'm looking at says. <laughs> I just think it's interesting. Break them off, break them off something proper. So who sampled who? Uh, this sampled the Tribe Called Quest song. I don't believe it. What are you talking about? They stole from the hammer. Well, what was the sample from originally, though, too? We're getting to a point where here where it's like, yeah, I took a sample of a sample from a sample. So you want me to see what check the rhyme came from? No, you don't have to. I'm just. I'm... No, you just asked me. You don't have to. You could have said, I don't know, and then moved on. No. You're asking me questions. You get upset when I, you get so mad that you put your fist up. People don't see this because it's a media only, I mean, it's what? Media it's only. an audio only medium. <laughs> Damn it. I am not getting angry in any way. You're on point, Sam. All the time, Dracul. You're on point, Sam. Uh, kind of. Sometimes. So this tip samples a song called Biz Marquee. Nobody beats the biz. That doesn't seem right. They have this one labeled backwards. What? Yeah, they do. So Biz Marquee also used this sample. So this was, uh, no. This, this is, this samples a song by Biz Marquee. A song by Minnie Ripperton. Minnie Ripperton is Maya Rudolph's mother. Oh. Maya, Maya, okay. Maya. Yeah. And, you. and then a song called Hydra by Grover Washington Jr. Okay, so there. That g- gave you nothing. No, but, it gave me nothing, but But the list of songs that have been, that have sampled this is huge. It's huge. I just think it's funny that we just get to that point. Where it's sample of a where sample, it's a of, sample, a sample. Of, a sample <laughs> of a sample, and then you're like yeah, but it's enough to make it sound well, it like its own thing. Its own song, yeah. If they do it right, I suppose. And then I wonder if Q-Tip's sitting like, you know how much work I had to fucking do to get that to sound right, and now you just get to use it? <laughs> but yeah. then we changed it, too. Well, if you want to talk about samples, let's go into the next song, 
which um, is a song that also uses a sample by Funkadelic. Oh, I'm down. It's called Everything is Fair. And I actually could hear it. As soon as I heard this, I was like, that's George Clinton. So I looked it up. You know I love my P-Funk. Likewise. I think that's a really good uh, use of the sample. It sounds good to add that beat behind it. I think we also listened to that. It's like a little faster. The original one is. It is. And it's a little higher. Mm-hmm. So they definitely slowed it down, dropped it down. They did quite a bit. And we will be listening to that next. So. What's this song called? This is called Everything Is Fair. Just because your mom don't mean to let you try. The original is called Let's Take It to the People. I mean, the P-Funk. Funkadelic. This is Everything is Fair. Queen of the feats, thrive to compete. Love the funky beats while she drove down the street. She was just a fraud. Couldn't get a job, had to feed a family. This is another song where I kind of zone out. Except for the beginning when it's like, Everything is fair when you're living in the city. Oh, and maybe getting shot at. That's all you heard. So in other words, the parts I pay attention to are the parliament sections. Yes, that's a... <laughs> just another one of those songs that doesn't really grab me. It's a very simple, like, verse chorus, verse chorus sort of song, too. It has a very simple rhyme, a very simple beat, a very simple melody. That's how it goes. Q, 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 Q. Love is my motive. Now I'm drug promotive. Plus I needed buckets to fill up my buckets. Supply me with the squeezy to make my life easy. Now I'm Mr. Action. I never noticed a little fade-in of the rest of the stuff. It didn't just, like, come in. It just faded in. Let you be. I'll be damned if I let my brother try to gas me. I play my cards well, try to live swell for the G I was sell. Cause I was deep in hell, but then I really wasn't. She had a flock cousin who would give me duty on the side of my cutie. Elaine, she kind of knew. Oh, shady shit. Yeah, it's fucking gross, too. Everybody be fucking around, Michelle. I'm not. Everybody be dipping that dick. I think that's awful. Dipping that dick until she reached the top. top. I'm not down with uh, being unfaithful. I'm not either. I think it's really easy to just be like, okay, I want to be with this person, so I'm gonna stop being with you, even if it like hurts people's feelings. You want to be with that other person. It's better than upsetting everyone. Guess some people are down with it. I don't want to hurt them, so I'm just going to do this, which would totally hurt them more when they <laughs> find out. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. So let's uh, listen to Let's Take It to the People by Funkadelic. That's groovy as shit. Super groovy. Everything is fair when you're living in the city. Yeah. Everything is fair Way faster. Way, yeah. Uh, more up, dude. Everything is fair, 
<laughs> George Clinton's voice is so funny. I could just keep listening to this. Yeah, right. <laughs> So yeah, everything is fair. Samples, let's take it to the people but P-Funk. And George's P-Funk voice is not always good. It's not, but it's so f- it's so perfect for it cuz he's just like I don't care. It's super <laughs> identifiable as well. Oh yeah. Like who's that guy off key? That's George. It's definitely George. <laughs> That's usually George off key. All right. Who's the guy on stage pretending to jerk off his intense huge cock? That's George. <laughs> Who's the old man smoking the joint on stage? That's George. Oh, goodness. All right, let's go to the second single, Jazz. We've got... So you said they changed up the sound. Do you think they were literally around like, this one, let's make it jazzy. We're going to go out and listen to some jazz. That's or do you think what was I read. Into jazz? I assume he was already into it. I don't think it was just like, let's pick a genre that hasn't been done and then mix it in. I don't, I don't, I think it was just, I mean, maybe that was part of it, but I assume he was definitely into jazz. Yeah. I would like to know. Q-tip, let me know, buddy. Let us know, Q-tip. Obviously can't ask five. You just need to have some faith. But I can talk to the dead? Yeah, in in seance form? Perhaps. I have no faith whatsoever in that goddamn shit. In that goddamn god shit? I have not even god. Any spirituality... Like, I don't know, the whole, like, stones that make me feel better. Crystals. None of that garbage, garbage, I believe. I don't either. Sorry, I shouldn't say garbage. None of that trash, I believe in. (laughs) I'm surprised that this was released as a single. Because it's so, so laid back. It's so laid back. Yeah. Which, I mean, Check the Rhyme was super upbeat, but still. I'm just kind of surprised. Because I would have thought, like, show business or something. Yeah, but this. I think this song has a tone that a certain. Uh, kind of song where it makes you feel like you're actually in a place seems like you're like like in a lounge like in a lounge or like even just on a front lawn just hanging out or on a front porch just I don't know having some drinks and just chilling this puts you in a place and I think there's a couple songs in the early 90s in the hip hop world that did that yeah like uh, I can't remember but there's a Snoop and Dr. Dre song that every time I hear it, I feel like I'm like at a little shindig. It just has a certain sound. And I think this has that sound. Where I can feel like I'm there. I don't know why it is. I think it's just that. It's that. that little. 
for some reason. That just makes me feel like I'm somewhere. Almost has like a small room sound. Atmospheric sound. Mm-hmm. That, and that snare has a very room reverb on it. It's very big. It's also super jazzy, so it also yeah. is just like, yeah. this is what we do. The song is called Jazz. Yeah. We've got jazz. Throughout the whole fucking album, too. Mm-hmm. It just feels like they laid it out with the song. I feel like, this is who we are, this is what we do. BJ's. You said the JB's. But what about the BJ's? Oh, they don't stop the show. They don't stop. Yo. Everybody in the place you don't stop. You keep it on to the rhythm, you don't stop. And last And I would like to go into the next song, which is Don't Change Your Love by the Five Stair Steps. Which that song was sampled by. This song is groovy. Super jazz. You got this though. Very groovalicious. Oh yeah. It's almost got a Jackson Five sound. Like a Motown sound. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah, I do too. Who is it? The Five Stair Steps. Huh. Which doesn't sound good. It's like you're walking on them to. No, that's a terrible like, band Walk name. past them. But that was a really good song. Yeah, I, I dug it. That's our that's our style. Mm-hmm. I like shit like that quite a bit. Um, with hearing that right at the beginning, it's got that snare tone that I was talking about. It's yes. That extra reverb. You can hear the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of records from that era did have that room sound because they were just recorded and basically using like two microphones on one drum set, a mm-hmm. whole set. So you just get this huge room sound to it. Enjoy it. I enjoy it. And then they s- enjoy it. And then they take it and fucking make it their own because it doesn't sound exactly like that. No, not at all. You can tell they tweaked it and quite a bit. I think so. Yeah. I wonder if they actually steal it or they just kind of recreate it. I think they take it and they tweak it. The old tweak job. Because that's how it's a sample, right? Uh, Otherwise, yeah, but I've also heard of people that re- they, they remake. It's the same music, but they couldn't get a clean sample of it, so they just remake it. And then that's where they have to like pay for using the song. Oh, there was a time where they just didn't pay because nobody was making them pay. <laughs> I know, but I'm just talking about that's how it would go now. No, I think you would still have to pay. You would still have to pay if you still lifted it directly from that melody line. Yes, I would. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you don't have a clean sample, you're like, oh, there's always this fucking horn that comes in right at the end of it. But if we could just get that horn out, then we go, yeah, let's just make it ourselves. But you'd still have to pay for that. Yeah, guaranteed. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I don't think it counts okay. as parody. 
No, <laughs> I wouldn't say so. Oh. Fools, which is why a Weird Al can do whatever the fuck he wants. And speaking of which, Weird Al. I can't believe you had that set up. It's been a little bit since we've had to uh, pull out the Weird Al gong. Weird Al. <laughs> yes. It's the most prepared I've been with that thing ever. It's glorious. I love it. All right, let's move on to the next song called Sky Pager. I don't Do know what that means. The importance of a sky pager? No, teach me. What's a sky pager? I don't know what I don't is know, a sky pager. But I realized I said Weird Al earlier in the episode. You'll have to go back and fix it, but anyone won't know because... I said anyone, no one. I'm tired. <laughs> they all would have known because, because we made a big deal about how I was ready for it. This <laughs> song's got a groove that I enjoy. It does, and it's a short song. It's just over two minutes. And this ne- the song after it is also less than two and a half minutes. Uh. They just threw in some short songs near the end, which is interesting. Oh, yeah, that dial tone. Yeah, threw in some ch- dialing. With some uh, record scratches in there. Welcome to Blue Sky Pager. Oh, yeah, Sky Pager. That's where you, like, called into a pager service. I mean, it's 1991, right? You gotta have a pager yes. in 91. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and buy a pager. Goddamn right. Man, I hate your pager up. Where you at? The batteries they use are called Duracell. They last for three weeks, so they do me well. I like that part. Don't be going through no phases. My joint stays Horse. home. 24-7 from dust till dawn. If you're in I wonder what he's talking about. Duracell. I want to know what's, what he's powering for three weeks. 24-7. You have to be some fucking big-ass batteries. Or something that uses no power whatsoever. It's his vibrator. Yeah. 24-7? <laughs> it's just in his butt all the time. Because your lyrics is butt. Because they come through your pager. Because you bought a dildo and put it in your anus. <laughs> what? Next song. I like this groove very much. The music is so funny sounding to me. Yeah, it's almost cheesy. Like cheesy. Or like, like one of those like kid mouth piano things. Like, like mouth keyboard things. Melophone or whatever it's called. He brings up Arsenio multiple times in this oh, album. Yeah. yeah, Pager and Arsenio. It's definitely 1991. Uh, 
the quest if the players ain't willing. Is a pence if you don't have a shilling. Chilling, hey, what say what? Fat man without food in his gut. Yeah. Without the umbilical. There's a certain cartoon on a certain episode of a certain show that I watch constantly. Go on. I'm not going to say what it is, but why is that? Because it's comedy bang bang. Because people are going to be like, oh, that's obvious that he's into that or something. Because I talk about it all the time. Everywhere else. <laughs> but there's a cartoon where it sounds like they use this music. <laughs> now I'm going to find it for you. And I'm going to play it. What's Ralph Cramden if he ain't yelling at Ed Norton? What is Coke Snorton? What is position if there is no What is Coke Snorton? If it doesn't have violence, chill for a minute, Dougie Fresh. Well, me? It's 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 when you take a white powder up your nose. Is that like a Yankov Smirnoff where it's like the cocaine snorts you? The song is so fucking strange to me. It's like Q-Tip might have in my mind he was obviously in charge. He just said what would be my penal cord if it wasn't brown. My penal cord? Yup. You mean penal code? Listen. Core? Penal core? What would be my penal core if it wasn't brown? I'm not like thinking about that. It doesn't make any sense to me. I was saying penal code. What tig, what tig, what tig, what tig, what tig, Nataro? What tig? <laughs> he should be on that new tig show. Oh, under a rock with tig Nataro. Yeah. Tig Notaro. Yeah. There've only been there's only been one episode that I thought was really funny so far. I just think it, I don't think it's meant to be crazy funny. I just think it's interesting it's to see interesting... the uncomfort happen or the uncomfortable situations happen where they both are just lost. Don't know who they are. Well, actually, sometimes uh, there's a show on if you like Tignataro. There's a show on YouTube. It's free for everyone. And it's people who Tignataro doesn't know. She doesn't know a lot of famous people. So they give her clues to try and see if she can guess who they are. It's funny. The James Vanderbeek one was pretty funny. She had no idea who he was. No, there was like n- no clue at all. Puck and uh, Wyclef, which was weird. That one was weird. All right, we have one more track. This was the third and final single, single? released <laughs> off of the album Scenario. The song was huge for them. The song Makes sense. is what features leaders of the new school. Here we go, yo. Definitely says penal cord. Penal cord. This is a good song. The song has a lot of energy. Yeah, big sounding. The drums are big. I love that piano. Mm-hmm. Just those two notes. 
And I like five fives flow a lot. And right here. That's crazy talk, man. <laughs> and how does that show first where they're from? Oh, they busted a nut in my eye. They must be from New York. <laughs> rap on this song? Seems I don't like know. It's like six or seven. It's like a, it's like a, a collective. Yes. Now, I think leaders of the new school was like four guys or something. Oh, is it all of them? On there? Yeah. Oh, okay. But all that included Busta Rhymes, okay. who just has a fucking killer. Well, he has two parts, but he has a killer entire verse yeah. coming up that uh, broke Busta Rhymes into the fucking world. The world needed some Busta Rhymes because he's so good. He'd be the one I would gravitate towards too. I'd be like, man, who is that fucking guy? Yeah, who can? Who is rapping that fast? I wouldn't even think that fast. It's the way he rapping. Who goes rah, rah, rah? That's true. But he also does that. <laughs> yeah, There's a part where he goes quickly. I also just love his voice. I love Busta. I don't know why. And he does interesting stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. He's interesting to listen to. That's the reason I like uh, Dub C, because they do things like that. Yeah, he's all over the place. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So colorful. <laughs> oh, here it is. He definitely does not rap like anyone else. No, he definitely has his own style and sound for sure. His own sound, his own... Does it, doesn't even seems like he doesn't even look at it the same way. No, he has his own spin that he does. It's almost like he's thinking of his own flow in his own head. In his own like, head. <laughs> yeah, in his own head. And he doesn't even like care what the beat was. I mean, he's obviously on beat and it works great. He's but gonna he's fit like, it in, but... but he's just like in his own world. Yeah, and it fits. In it, but it's like so eccentric at the same time mm -hmm. that. It's the obvious standout of anybody, I'm going to say, on this entire album. <laughs> I think it's surprising that they gave him so much time, but they obviously saw 
that Busta had all this fucking talent and needed to be propped up. But I think it's uh, cool that they did that. I wonder if Q-Tip produced Busta Rhymes in the future, and it was probably like, I'm going to put him on here to Maybe because get he, ready. he even introduced him, which we were talking over yes. it, but he said, and Mr. Busta Rhymes. And in an earlier song, too. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I missed my fucking joke. The only joke I've ever set up to do on the podcast, and I forgot I to do it. I don't believe that. It's really the only one I've set up. And I didn't do it. It was the, well, it's like, bust the rhymes in the house. And I was going to oh, start going, yeah, that's got right. a toilet in the house. Got a water heater in the house. Got some fans in, in the, the house. house. Yeah, we got a couple cats in, in the, the house. house. Give us a skate ramp in, in the, the house. house. You know, there's a lot of socks in, in the, the house. house. That was good. Well, we're done with the album. But let's talk about Busta Rhymes some more. Yo, Mr. Busta Rhymes. <laughs> Remember when he was at Halloween 8? <laughs> Remember when he used to be really skinny, like back in this day, and he had hair that came down almost like a bowl cut, but it was all like dreads? He did have a wild mane of hair. And a wild man of hair? Wild mane of hair. Oh, okay. I, I remember like... every video he was ever in, he would get like real up in the camera. Always, and like yeah. put his mouth up into the camera. He's a like, big mouth, and he knows he's got a really big mouth, so he like would almost accentuate it into the camera and give like, oh, a yeah. real big fucking smile. He made you remember him. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely have never forgotten. <laughs> yeah. No, Buster Rhymes. He's always stuck out to me my entire life. Me as well. I've always known his name. Mm-hmm. I never necessarily knew his raps or anything like that. But I, it wasn't my world. But I certainly didn't know that he was propped up by a tribe called Quest. No, I didn't either. And oh, sorry, go on. No, go for it. I was going to say, uh, when I brought up, I wonder if Q-Tip later produced like maybe the next Busta Rhymes album, it was kind of like, because I, I said that I think that he might have outshined everybody on that entire album, not just that song. He definitely crushed everybody on that whole song. Oh, for sure. But he might be my favorite rapper the whole album. <laughs> yeah, that his part in scenario was yeah. so strong. Yes. So that happens for me on the NWA album straight out of Compton at the end with uh I can't remember his fucking name, but they do this one song. Easy E. No, 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 no. He's not even in the group. It's so crazy that you said this because while you're looking at this information, I wrote this down and did not read this out loud. What did you write down? Q-Tip credited Straight Outta Compton by NWA as an inspiration when he was working on this album. It makes sense. That that album was insanely influential on people, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, personnel, let's see. Here we go. The DOC. Yeah. The grand finale. Yeah. The DOC's verse is my favorite verse on the entire album. And I love Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. Before the movie came out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Way but years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've and never I've seen the movie. Always, I haven't either. We should probably watch it sometime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the DOC's verse on that album has always outshined everybody on the rest of that album for me. And he put him on there because that was... Uh, Dr. Dre's next like big guy. Mm. So he wanted to put him on the end and then they put out the DOC's album and then the DOC got in an accident and his throat got crushed. Oh shit. So they ended up talking like this. And he tried to put out an album and it's really 
he's still had a good flow, but it's really hard to listen to. Yeah, that sucks. So it sucks because I fucking love that DOC album, and I love the grand finale. Uh-huh. It's my favorite thing on the whole album. So it's the whole thing I've been thinking of the whole time with Busta Rhymes. It's like, for me... <laughs> That's the best part of this whole fucking album. <laughs> Sorry, Q-Tip. And, no, But they obviously fine. knew that he was good. Yeah, they put him there for a reason, and they put him at the very end so you'll fucking remember him. They didn't even put... They didn't prop themselves up in the end. No. They propped someone else up. Yeah, they totally could have been like, that's right, Tribe Call Quest in the house. That's yeah. right, don't forget Q-Tip and Fife. But they but Busta's got like the last part of the album. Mm-hmm. It's the last part. And yeah, it's like, here's Mr. Busta Rhymes. He's going to take you out. In a killer fucking song, too. Mm-hmm. They didn't like put him on a okay song and be like, oh, let's prop up this song with him. It was, let's prop him up with this song. Because we know this song is fucking jams. And I love that they put it at the end of the album. Because I've said many times, I think it's important to hit people at the end and make them fucking remember you. And this song, uh, murders. Absolutely. If you ask me. Yep. So it's time to uh, get to the part of the podcast where we answer some questions. Questions. So, Michelle, why did you choose this? Well, well Michelle, I... I uh... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sounded fragile. Is that how you imagine me? <laughs> yeah. I come in the house I'm like, how was your day, Michelle? And you're like, well, I was tired. And well, after I, took I flinch, a nap. I'm always ah. napping. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Heiser. Ah! That sounds awful. First of all, you don't make me call you Mr. Heiser. You make me call you daddy. <laughs> oh, God. That's terrible. I want you to call me like dude or man. Over. Before you call me daddy. Daddy? Yeah. I'll even do it with that voice that you oh, like so me. much, daddy. Ugh. Daddy. No. Daddy, no. No? Okay, I do have a boner, so stop. <laughs> All right, question. Question. Why'd you choose this album? I chose this. Um, I was going back and forth between two albums, and I actually told my sister, Beth, that I was going to give you a different album. Um, but I chose this was this one instead. Um, because I've been wanting to give it to you. And uh, even though I feel like I should maybe go in a different direction with sharing things, because I do share a lot of, I think, like soulful and uh, hippity-hoppity sort of things. I feel like I've taken that you do. route a handful of times, but I really like shit like this. Yeah, so, that's you. Yeah, so I know that it's... Uh, I don't... I, yeah. Going into the next one from that... Um, as far as what I thought you thought when I gave it to you, um, I chose it because I wanted to share it with you, but I was not sure how it was going to go over. So it's something that's like, it's like important to me. I've been getting into it. I love the flow so much and just kind of really figuring out and solidifying like what sound is my favorite when it comes to hip hop. And I think it's this. And because I think it's this, it makes me feel more vulnerable so I didn't know how you were going to take it. Because it's not going to hurt my feelings if you don't like it. But it's just one of those things that you kind of feel more guarded about because you like it so much. Even though it hasn't been in my life for very long, I still like it a lot. So I wanted to share it with you. What was your judgment prior to listening to it? Uh, it was that I knew you liked it a lot. And I've heard 
couple songs already, so I kind of knew what was coming. Yeah, but not full on. Yeah, so I wasn't anymore. I don't really get hit with anything. Did you, so you didn't have any specific prejudices? Is pre- prejudice? I no, not really. Do you say prejudices or do you say prejudice? I say prejudice. 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 I I did Back think. Cono, I, I did know that I was gonna have to listen to it more than like I would a rock and roll album. Mm-hmm. Just because I knew I was gonna have to break a certain barrier, but that barrier really wasn't there on this one. This is so smooth and so instrumental. It's very easygoing. It, it wasn't it, it, breaking the Jay Z barrier was hard. I was gonna say that's that's kind of this. what I compare it to in my mind. Yeah, I kind of go back and forth, and I assume that breaking yeah. the Eminem barrier was way fuck. Excuse me, it was way fucking harder. It's funny because Kirk said this. that he gave that to us because he thought that you would like it. He forgets that I like real music. Like I always complain that the thing I hate about hip hop and like trying to make music of my own with samples and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like fake drums, is I hate fucking the cymbals. I hate cymbals. I'm okay with toms and kicks and snares and stuff because mm-hmm. you can't get away with it, but cymbals sound like shit. And he always forgets that. So when you bring something in that kind of sounds realistic, mm-hmm. I'm gonna like it way more every fucking time. Yeah. And I I would I'd bet almost I'd bet 100% that I would like every rap song in the world more if a guy on a drum set and a dude on a bass guitar yeah. and some like keyboard player and maybe a guitar player were doing it. I would be like, oh yeah, this is way fucking better. Thank you. So if they were having like an orgy on stage, you would be super into it? An orgy? You said if they were all doing it. I'm oh, sorry. I told you I'm a 12-year-old boy. Can you imagine <laughs> going to a, a stage show orgy and just watching a 12-person... Yeah, like you see all these people with their instruments and they they start performing and then like one person at a time just stops playing and starts disrobing. (laughs) And then you're like, okay, what's happening? The music is like cutting out. People are getting, okay, the people are starting to touch each other and some people are still playing music. What the hell? Less people are playing music, more people are touching each other. That's a cock. Okay, people are entering each other. There's still some clarinets going. (laughs) What's happening right now? There's that clarinet in her. Oh my God, someone's using a flute. Just like that movie that they always talk about, Bandcamp. Oh my God, we're seeing Bandcamp in front of us on stage. That's what it's called, Bandcamp. That's the Bandcamp. <laughs> That's what having sex with a flute in any form is. A uh, Bandcamp. That's called it, the Bandcamp. It is, but I'm also thinking of a writing a musical where it just turns into an orgy, and it's called Bandcamp. <laughs> Makes sense. A musical nerd orgy is Bandcamp. Hey, Sheila. Oh, Sheila. You're looking good with that flute. Why don't you uh, let me put it in your boot? (laughs) Okay, so how many times did you listen to this? Do you know? Because it's been an extended week. Uh, At least six, maybe seven. I did my due diligence on this one. Let's just put it that way. I don't know. I I haven't been... When I listen to the albums that I choose... I don't really count unless it's only like a minimum amount of times. Do you, do you find generally the albums you listen to, you can listen to a lot? Yeah. I listen to your stuff, the minimum <laughs> <laughs> and I listen to my stuff uh, more times than I can track. And I do the exact opposite. I like barely listen to my stuff. Because in you're fact, familiar with in it. In fact, the one week did not listen to it once. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Pentagram? 
I don't remember. I think it was because I know Pentagram pretty fucking good. You were running away with yourself. Hello, Oliver. We got a cat appearance. We have a cat. He's probably not going to do anything but go hide and sleep. He's That's been a little grouchy bitch. bitch. Little grouchy bitch. You're so pretty. Oh, you're stopping and staring at me and giving me a grouchy bitch face. Oh, face. Anyway. I'm God sorry. Damn it. He distracts me. He's so pretty. <laughs> are we on to least and favorite song? We are. Okay. What is your least favorite song, Sam? Can I see the list in your hand? I think it's called What? Yeah. yeah, that was the second to last yeah. track. Yeah, yeah. What? what is a Glock if you don't have a clip? Yeah. Yeah, this song is my least favorite. And it's because of the words. Baby's Babylon, they're looking for excuses. I don't know, it just doesn't. Uh, I find it very uninteresting for some reason. He said Ali G. It sounded like. Well, you want to see what he said? I have the lyrics right here. It's Golly G. Lame as a brain could be Golly G. All those Arsenio references. All right, so what is your least favorite song? Um, uh, my favorite, even though it has like the right mindset of least favorite. I'm I'm sorry, that's what I meant to say. Even though it has the mindset of what I would say is a positive thing. Um, infamous date rape. It's my least favorite. And why? I'm saying even though it has like a positive message, I still don't like it. I don't can't say I don't like it, but I like rape? it the least. It just also kind of like And like I said, I, I feel like Q's points come across very obviously, but I feel like uh Fife is being a little more almost like satirical about things and like making jokes about things. And I don't know, like the song just kind of makes me feel weird. Like even though I said I was bringing like, uh, a, a, I was bringing my version of rape. I guess you're not necessarily excited about. I'm that. still not into it. <laughs> <laughs> I just there's sense. something about that word that always throws me off in like every fucking way that it can. That makes sense. So, uh, uh, yeah, infamous date rape. There you go. Because when I even saw the title, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> and immediately just I'm just not into that word at all. Okay. Um, do you know what your most favorite song uh, oh, is? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's probably a lot of people's favorite. Scenario. Scenario. Just, I'm like, I'm gonna... it's, it's, it's got everything. I like everybody that rhymes on it. The song is solid. The piano. I love the piano. Dings in it. The bass is very heavy on it. Still got a jazz sound, but it seems a little more aggressive almost. Yeah. But it's still really uh, high energy. High energy. Still laid back somehow. Mm-hmm. It's a really good it's, song. It's high energy, but it's like smooth at the same time. Like it's cool high energy. It's not mm-hmm. like frantic high energy it's yeah. like we might be going like at a fast pace but we're still cool and as smooth as can be motherfucker mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and i am not a cool and smooth motherfucker so songs like that are like wow you can still be like sort of aggressive but still be like cool at the same time More groovy yeah yeah um yeah i'm gonna definitely have to agree with you <laughs> i knew this was gonna be your choice too the song is a banger this is, yeah, this song is great. And of course, we we already gushed over it. We get the Busta in this. And the Busta is my favorite part. 
of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, my favorite part of the whole album. <laughs> His voice is so good. That's why we're gonna listen to it again. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, it's this is what makes me love this is Busta. So yeah, for sure, it's easily my favorite. Oh my god. Yeah. He's so goofy. He's very super silly. Yeah, very silly. His videos were always super funny, all over the place and weird. But he's very like I don't know, serious at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I knew this was gonna be your favorite. I love What do you so think much. my favorite was gonna be? I'm so wrong time. I don't think I knew. You were just worried if I was going to like it or not. Yeah. For the most part, I was just concerned whether or not you were going to like it at all. Uh, and I was afraid that you didn't based on how you initially told me that you would listen to it four times with a straight face and nothing came after that. Just <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. I think I was in a mode at that time of proving to you that I had done my due diligence because you were like, you probably haven't listened to it at all, have you? And I was like, I've I listened think, to it. I didn't four say times. it like that. I said, "Have you listened to it at all yet?" The way I remember it, you were like this. Of course, you remember you, it that you were way. Like this. Hey, dumb motherfucking asshole! That's how I speak Have you to you to every your day. Fucking album yet? You come in the door, and instead, you're like, "Honey, I'm home," and I'm like, "Hey, you dumb fucking asshole!" Yep, that's what I get. Mm-hmm. No, respect. nothing but respect. You don't get any of it. <laughs> you know what happens? And then you turn into Rodney Dangerfield. I get. But Ronnie Dangerfield hey, from uh, no Natural Born Killers. Hey. So then you get really weird, and oh, then I kill you. I touch my daughter. Hey. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Well, I don't remember what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. So how old was I when I first started listening to this? Um, uh, the whole album within the last year. And I would even say more so within the last six months that I started really putting it kind of into my rotation. So this is fresh. It is more fresh this for me. This is a fresh album that came out in 1991. Yeah, it's fresh as fuck. So good. That happens, though. With that. I you said that weirdly to... because that makes sense. Every album I get into is always fucking older. But so. you, it's the whole thing about how you have to be ready. You have to oh, be in yeah. the right mindset and be ready for it oh, yeah. when it you come around to it. Because I even liked songs from it, but I never, for a while, for over a year, I didn't ever commit to listening to the album itself. But I really like the sound so much that I... I want to listen to more and I still want to branch out more. But this was the first album that I decided to do that with. How did I originally feel about it? Loved it as soon as I first started listening to it. Again, there are songs that kind of meld together, but uh, it's still a groove that I can get into while I'm working or what have you, which is when I listen to a lot of music and podcasts is when I'm working. So it works out for me. Um, would I recommend this today? Absolutely. I think it's a gem. I recommended it to Kirk because he said it was something that he got years ago and never like got like a pile of CDs and never listened to it. And I was like, you need to listen to this. So yeah, I recently recommended this. I recommend this. If you're into this sort of thing, obviously there are going to be people listening to this who are going to be like, that's not really my thing. And I get it. That's fine. Um, but I still recommend it. Would you ever listen to this again, Sam? Uh, I could find situations where I would. If I was some, around someone who doesn't really like like metal or punk and mm-hmm. they're more of a hip-hop person. Mm-hmm. In the past, I've put on 
like one or two hip hop albums I like. Mm-hmm. And even in the further past, I used like Rage Against the Machine because it was like some sort of breed between the two. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would use this on the road. Like if I was giving somebody a ride that I was like, come on, man, I don't really listen to death metal. They're like, okay, well, how about this? Then we could jam. Like I'd probably listen around Kirk. Like if Kirk and I went to a skate park. You should I, because I he needs on. to hear this and he's probably not listening to it on his own. So if, and, you, if you need to influence him, that would be a good thing with this. And it's kind of been linked to some skating that's been going on and I've been getting some figuring some stuff out lately. So I think now certain tricks are going to be linked to this album. Ah. So like getting a board slide sense. for my first time ever is now linked to this album. Nice. Kind of like you probably forget it, but how still. Batman Arkham Asylum is linked with Parliament's Mothership Connection. Now you've the two just they just go together for some reason. Oh, I know the reason because I played the shit out of Batman while I listened to that album over and over and over again. That album vinyl sat on our record player for two weeks straight, at least, never being moved once, except for round and then flipped Flip. over. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Sam. Is it Are time? you ready? Yeah, I chose. I figured out an album this time. I'm ready. All right. So it's you're going to give me an album. Yes. What is next? All right. The next album that you are going to listen to hey, Aqualung. is not Aqualung. <laughs> it's a no effects album. We're going punk. We're going whiny punk. We're going, sure, we're going whiny punk as you're <laughs> calling it right now. <laughs> oh, watch out. Don't unplug the uh, audio system. That could have been bad. I'm going to unplug myself. Um, the album is called White Trash, Two Hebes, and a Bean. Uh-huh. White trash, two hebes, and a bean. Uh-huh. A white guy, two Jews, and a Mexican. Okay. There you go. And that's next week's album. And that's bam, what we'll be bam, listening bam, to. Bam, bam, so bam, bam, we'll bam. be back with uh, NoFX at some point. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, you should definitely check us out on uh, social media. We're there. Do's it. Do's it good. We are on uh, Facebook. As our nephew says, it's for old ladies. Um, and <laughs> we're on Instagram. So you should check us out. We're uh, we're there and we're sometimes active. Sometimes. <laughs> you gave me a look. <laughs> um, and this is, uh, as they talk about many times, this is uh, Tribe Called Quest and uh, leaders of the new school on Arsenio. Oh, nice. Boom. Cool. And we are going to uh, get the heck on out of here. Oh, bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. We're never going to leave you hanging like my titties or Sam's balls. They definitely hang. Both. All I'm watch four. this as we fade out. Let me see the bust. Bye everyone. Bye. Powerful impact boom.